This is the Sound of Foghorn Podcast. Fiala intercepts again, trying to find the handle on it. He does. He scores! What a play by Fiala! Your number one podcast for the Minnesota Wild. Now proud to select with the ninth pick in the 2020 draft from the Ottawa 67s of the OHL, Marco Rossi. Covering their prospects, the NHL, AHL, news, advanced stats, and much more. And what a save by Talbot! A sprawling glove save by the Minnesota goaltender. Denies Goes to work for the Wild. Centers one. Eriksson Ek with a shot. He scores! Jewel Eriksson Ek. He's the hero. Poked away Kaprizov. In for a chance to win it. He scores! Kirill the thrill is for real. And now, here are your hosts. Brett Marshall, Zeke Boyat, and Justin Bach. Hello and welcome in to another episode of Sound the Foghorn. Brett Marshall joined as always by my pals Zeke Boyat and Justin Baki. We have another special guest with us this week and we will introduce them here in just a moment. Uh, but before we get to our guest, let's check in with Zeke and Justin. Zeke, it's been a little bit of a gloomy day, a rare one in Minnesota this summer with act- some actual rain falling for more than 15 minutes. Uh how, how have you uh, how have you handled the, the gloomy day so far? Yeah, well, I mean, believe it or not, I, I'm actually kind of a fan of the rain. Uh, you know, I, I still don't mind when it's a nice rainy day every once in a while. I like the cool feeling, especially when it's been hot this summer. So, uh, yeah, no, it's been a good day. You know, just, just been hanging out, uh, ran over to Caribou, hang, hung out there for about an hour earlier, had a coffee. So I've been, uh, been having a yeah, pretty good day and happy to be here with you guys. That pre-podcast coffee is becoming a staple. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, is. it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. And Justin, how? How are things going in the Baki household? <laughs> Not bad. Had uh, work today. It's my short work week, but uh, pretty worn. The ER has been busy as heck lately. But, uh, you know, excited to have this this long weekend and have some fun plans for the kids. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that and looking forward to meeting Aspen. So, as Justin mentioned, we do have a very special guest joining us today. Aspen Vangen is here to talk with us a little bit more about their experience being a hockey fan within the LGBTQ community um, and as well as their journey um, to becoming a hockey fan and a wild fan. So without further ado, Aspen, welcome to the show. We are very happy to have you here. Uh, Great to be here. Yeah, so uh, happy to have you. Let's start really high level. You're obviously a hockey fan. How did you become a hockey fan? And if it transitions into the wild as well, go for it. All you. Um, Well... I actually became a hockey fan not that long ago in, like, perspective. Like, I did gymnastics competitively for, like, a bajillion years like since I was, like, seven. So for the longest time, gymnastics was the only sport that I knew. And then once I quit gymnastics because, like, bad injury, whatever, yeah. ankle surgery. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, it was kind of like all of a sudden – I like, didn't know any other sport and I don't know like I was just kind of like drawn to hockey I thought it was really cool my dad played hockey not 
anything super cool or whatever. But he's my dad. I don't think anything to do with school. He does his cool. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm right. a teenager. I don't think most things are cool. But, um, you know, I just, I was really drawn to hockey. And, you know, being from Minnesota, um, obviously the Wild was the team to root for. So, for sure. You know, that how I got into hockey, I guess. Yeah. So you said that, you know, hockey was kind of something recent. So when did you kind of become a fan of the wild? Who was like the player or kind of the moment that really made you go, all right, this is sweet. I want to cheer for this team. Well, it kind of, I mean, I'd say 2020. Okay. So like, it's only been. Kirill, Kirill, Kirill pulled you in, Kirill and Kevin. Well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, right. <laughs> so, would you say those are your favorite two players, or do you have kind of a favorite player right now? Favorite player? Well, on the wild, I'd say, you know, Kirill, obviously, but, like, like each player is, like, something different that you kind of like about them. Sure. And not the wild, I'd probably say, and I'm going to get a lot, a lot of shit shit for this but i'd say my favorite player not on the wild is brad marshand hey he's a short king so all right so, so now obviously because you're going to get a shitstorm coming at you now you yeah. have to defend it why do you like brad marshand which for the record i have no issues with brad marshand i actually kind of like mm. him too so, so wh where's the brad marshand fan come to wow um, where does the brad well... marshand fandom come from well i really like the bruins in general because and I'm going to totally contradict what I said earlier. No, it's all good. Like, they were my dad's favorite team as a kid. And so, like, I guess I'm kind of drawn to them like that. But, like, I don't know, the way he plays. Like, like he's a smaller player, but, like, it doesn't bother him, like, that he's mm. playing <laughs> against people that are, like, <laughs> Yeah, like, he was teammates uh, with Zidane O'Chara. Like, it didn't bother him one day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now this is a pro uh, short king podcast. Uh, of course, Kirill, <laughs> Kevin, Rossi. Marco Rossi, Karen Addison. Virgin. Everybody. We we stand the short kings here, so mm -hmm. nothing and but hey, respect there. And hey, I mean, if, like, if uh, oh sorry, just but I was just say if if he was on the wild, more a lot more people would love him. I'll say that. Oh yeah, so. that that's true. Oh yeah, he's, he's one of those players that you don't like to face, but if he's on your team, he's you know, people love him. And he really has cleaned up his act these kind of last, like, five years. Where he's like, hey, you know what? I'm actually pretty damn good at hockey. Maybe I should just, like, cut the bullshit and just play yeah. hockey. And, yeah. yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, gentlemen, do you guys have any kind of questions to build on Aspen's wild fandom, uh, their hockey fandom, anything along those lines? Uh, no, I mean, I, I before the podcast, we kind of talked about Anthony Sorelli, you know, being a – a pro Stan Sorelli <laughs> podcast, and we saw that you like Sorelli. So, what what drew you to like a player like Anthony Sorelli? I mean, we have our reasons, but I'd like to hear uh, your reasons why you like Sorelli. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like hard to explain. Like, I don't know. I like the way he plays, and then also I just like vibe with him. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> no, it it makes sense. If you're a hockey fan, it just makes sense. Like, you yeah. just vibe with players. It's like, why do I like Nino? Because we vibe. Oh, yeah. You just like, vibe with yeah. them. <laughs> no, I, I get where you're coming from. 100%. 100%. So, 
let's dive into a little bit to hockey within the LGBT community. Let's start with kind of your background, if you're comfortable sharing, you know, when you came out and kind of what that experience has been like for you. And then and then we can talk more about the hockey side of it. Yeah, sure. OK, so like. I'm. <laughs> so I'm bisexual. Yeah. And then also like I'm kind of struggling with my gender a little bit, you know, like right now I'm using they them pronouns just because, you know, I don't. Um, it's all over the place. No, that's um, totally good. But, but like when I came out as bisexual, the first time I came out was like years ago. I was I was I think I was like 15. I came out to one of my closest friends. <laughs> it didn't go well. So like basically she kind of looked at me. She was just like, are you sure it isn't just a phase? Which is something that a lot of people in the community hear. And right. it kind of like invalidates you. And you're just kind of like. I don't know, maybe, is it just a phase? Like, you know, like, I, like, mm. you know, I was like, this is who I am. I'm telling you who I am, and you're telling me that's not who I am. You think I don't know who I am, but I know who I am. And then, yeah, I, I just kind of, like, drew back into the closet for a long while. Understandably then, so. That Something like that happens. That's Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really, like, come out until, like, three years after that moment. So, like, I kind of, like, came out to more than my closest friends um, maybe, like, last year. So it hasn't been that long. Well, congratulations on Find the Courage to Do It Again. We're we're very proud of you and very happy to mm-hmm. have you as part of the Wild fandom because um, mm-hmm. that is obviously a really big thing to do and to come out and have the courage is, is awesome and Great to have you as a member of our great community as well. So a a player who uh, kind of joined you uh, in that this year was uh, prospect Luke Prokop, who became, I believe he was the first hockey player to come out as gay, I think in recent memory, if you can correct me if I'm wrong there. Um, an NHL drafted player. NHL yeah. drafted player. So take us through kind of that day and that news because it was huge. Like it was all over Twitter. Um, oh, yeah. I believe was it the athletic, I think that kind of did like a whole kind of feature story on it and, or maybe it was a player's tribune that he did, but it was just talking about that experience kind of take us through that day and kind of what it meant for, for you personally, as a member of the LGBT community to see a, a player come out, um, like that on such um, a huge stage. Yeah. Um, it was huge. Like I, at first I would kind of like, is that, is this actually like happening? Because, like, you, you always get told, like, mm-hmm. eh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Words are hard. We Zeke and I manage to stumble over words all the time. Yep. So. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. I have half a brain cell, and I used it three years ago. <laughs> oh, mine was, mine's been gone for ten years, so I feel you there. <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah, it was, like, huge. Like, you don't, you don't see, like almost any pro athletes like coming out especially because it's like like especially because like the locker room dynamics like Mm -hmm. like i didn't do like hockey i would have sucked at it like i would have been terrible i I can't stand up barely (laughs) (laughs) but like doing gymnastics like it was kind of like not as intense i would say but like you would hear the words like 
gay or like someone looks lesbian or whatever thrown around and you and you hear it like kind of used in like a derogatory manner and Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like okay uh uh-huh yes that's cool i'm just gonna sit over here and i'm (laughs) i'm not gonna be myself i guess because you might not like it so and i guess like you know the with the you know, with, with Luke Prokop coming out, obviously, I think it was awesome to see how much support he had from people, you yeah. know, throughout hockey and all that. And and I think, you know, we'd like to believe that that would be the same for everybody, that if there was a player on the team that, you know, they'd all be accepting of him, this person as a teammate. And, and but, you know, unfortunately, we, you know, like, as you mentioned with the locker banks and all that, we, you know, have reason to believe that that's not really the case everywhere. And I think that's, you know, unfortunately, why it's, you know, we just continue to have these problems of making, you know, hockey more inclusive to, you know, everybody, regardless. So I just, I don't know, what do you think that people can, you know, and maybe just in general, but in hockey more specifically can be to make it, I guess, a more welcoming environment for, you know, people in the LGBT community? Is it just, you know, just to, I mean, I think it's just, is it just as basic as, you know, just treating people the same, treating people how they want to be treated? Or is it like, what do you think that uh, people in hockey can just do to make it more inclusive? Uh, yeah, um, I think that, you know, it's it's all about, like, treating people the same, but also, like, mm-hmm. you have to be more aware of what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah you might say something offensive, but instead of just kind of being like, oh, what I said was offensive and... Mm-hmm we're just gonna pretend it didn't happen no you gotta own up to it and you gotta like if you have someone who knows someone who's part of the lgbt community they're probably less likely to use that kind of language just because Mm -hmm. you know they know someone personally who's part of the community and you know you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and i think also sorry no no go ahead I think also, like, um, as it's becoming more, I don't know, normalized to be, you know, anything other than straight, it's, like, a lot of younger players are coming to the league and they're growing up with, like, you know, like, with that being more normal, so they're probably less likely to use that sort of language. Yeah, which is definitely the hope, and I think... The, the LGBT movement as a whole has done an unbelievable job of of ma- making improvements in, in years past with the legalization of, of gay marriage across the U.S. Um, but, but in my mind, too, Zeke, you asked kind of one thing we could do. And, and one thing I always try to do as an ally, whether it's my friends or my family or if it's in a hockey locker room, if you hear something that is homophobic, call them out on it. Be like, we, we yeah. don't got to use that language. Like, there's like there's so many other words you can use instead of using a a word like that derogatory like just hey that sucks that's mm-hmm. stupid like there's so many better things you can say and if and if you just call people out be mm-hmm. nice about it be respectful like don't don't be a you know don't be an ass about it but yeah. call people out on it correct yeah. them educate them and, and and make them allies too because ultimately that's in my mind that's one of the best things we can do is to all be allies whether we're yeah. directly or indirectly part of that community because I, I think aspen something that you mentioned i think really hit home for me is very likely someone you know is probably a member of the lgbtq community and you don't know that they are part of it yet and any little words you say like you said you know could block them in a closet for whatever three five more years just because of one comment mm-hmm. yeah 
I'm going to kind of switch gears with a question. Yeah, go um, for it. What do you feel like teams like the Wild do well? What do you feel like they can do better? And is there an organization that you feel maybe exemplifies how things should be done? And are you speaking like in terms of like Pride Month initiatives or just kind yeah. of like diversity inclusion in general? I mean, both. I feel like they're both kind of related. Yeah. Yeah, something I think that um, not just the Wild, but like um, – NHL teams in general are doing well is they're doing like the pride nights you know Mm -hmm. like the pride tape on the sticks and you know like even if it's like just that tiny little thing like seeing seeing pride tape on a stick even if it's just in warm-ups is is cool like if you're in the closet and you just think oh yeah that's that's for me Mm -hmm. that's for my community you know just that little thing that's really helping. And I some I think um maybe something that they could uh, I don't know, I'm not brain cell, not yeah. yet. Oh, good, it <laughs> happens. Take all the time. Hey, I'm, not, I'm not very good at talking. Uh, this this podcasting thing really in the beginning I was just uh it was it was hard. It's it's easy to stumble over words and such, especially you know, something like I've never been good at talking, so I understand. Yeah. So let's guide you along with a question. So in your mind, like, obviously, like, they've, you know, in in, in recent years, they've started to make progress. What are things that you think could really kind of bring it to the next level? Like, what does a really active, you know, program look like? Or, or like, what could make a Pride Night better? Like, really kind of jump out and really feel like it's, it's for the LGBT community versus, you know, just another night of Pride tape? I don't know. Maybe... Um, elevating the voices of people from LGBTQ communities, the community, um, like, you know, like they do the tape on the stick for warm up, and then mm-hmm. they take the tape off and they just play the game normally. Um, you know, it's just that tiny little thing, but like, you know, I don't know, maybe, uh, like keeping it on for like a whole game versus like just a warm up. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Sure. Like um, like um, I, I don't remember what it was, but like um, Curtis Gabriel. Um, yep. Like there was like that big news story about him being like the first player to use the pride tape. Like he used mm-hmm. it stick rather than play. Yep. Um, but like like to use it like outside of warm up, and everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, that's a huge deal!" Like mm-hmm. that tiny little thing was such a huge deal. Yeah, and I, and I wonder if is part of it too from your perspective, like when reason, and I think you maybe alluded to this a little bit earlier on, is you know we've talked about kind of the tabooness with LGBT and hockey in general, and just you know the the locker room talk as you kind of talked about before. You, you touched on like how how big of a statement just like the pride tape on Curtis Gabriel's stick beyond just a warm up made. Are there any other instances like that that kind of jump out at you as like? something else that like really made a difference or something that a team did an organization, maybe it was a social media post, maybe it was a TikTok, something along those lines that like yeah. really like jumped out at you. Yes. Okay. I, I see you vibing so, now. So I think, I think we're on the right now. track. I remember what I was going to say. Um, so like for a good example of something I thought, you know, like the, the Kraken social media account on Twitter, um, mm-hmm they were tweeting out pride wallpapers like all month rather than just like 
tweeting like oh, happy pride month yeah for like one day of the month they were just like doing it like different things and i thought that was kind of cool because like you expect the bare minimum and to see them mm -hmm. go beyond that was cool yeah and i will say i mean they, they've kind of tarnished it quite a bit now with the recent signing but i thought that carolina hurricanes their social media team we're not going to blame the social media team for mm -hmm. um tony whose name we shall not speak on this yeah. podcast um but i i do remember very vividly during their pride month they got a lot of pushback from various season ticket holders from you know uh other fans that you know maybe don't quite understand the importance of a, of a pride month and a pride night and they clap back at them like straight up mm -hmm. it's like no this is important like it's and, yeah. and, and i like seeing that and i think from a branding perspective as a marketing major that takes a lot of guts um mm -hmm. to come out and do that because you, you can lose fans but to me yeah. when a team does something like that from an organizational standpoint it does seem to speak volumes that like we value inclusivity more than money sometimes and i think that's really mm -hmm. important i think those are the, the uncomfortable conversations that i would like to see hockey do more of from especially an organizational yeah. standpoint is is for teams to to step out of that comfort zone um i believe I, I don't know her name offhand i believe her name is grace she's an avs fan um and i believe every day they tweet at the avalanche asking them to take the uncomfortable pledge like the get uncomfortable yeah. pledge mm -hmm. um at owens grace i believe is a twitter handle i i, I will look it up I'll give you credit, but like things like that, I think are really cool. And to see fans push that stuff too, like keep doing it because at, at some point someone's going to know. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, like we kind of talked about this on last week's show with Elon too, but it seems like a lot of times that these teams or just even players, whatever, like it doesn't even, it's just a lot of times it seems like it could take even just a small action or gesture that just to start that really can have a huge impact. And, and I think, you know, that's kind of the, to me, maybe the frustrating thing is like, you know, yes, we'd want, we want teams to do more and more and, and, you know, actually be involved to, you know, be more inclusive to, to, you know, outside of the traditional, you know, hockey fan, uh, kind of like me generally. So, so it's just, I don't know. It just seems like, like we kind of said this last week, but if, if it's just starts the simple act, like post like having one night, like you mentioned with the, the pride tape and the sticks or anything like that, it just, it's just, it seems that, you know, people, act like it's sometimes like oh this has to be some big ordeal and really it's just that can be even just a small act like we talk about all the time just in general with life just you know how a small act of kindness to someone can you know make all the difference if you just have some you know just one small kind of act or gesture towards you know a community of hockey fans of people that it can have a huge impact and i just think that's kind of always my takeaway from these conversations that it really you know it doesn't have to take a ton to really just start to make it the yeah so aspen let's let's pivot off let's get into some lighter some lighter stuff um obviously much like us uh you are obviously very much enamored with wild twitter hockey twitter um do you have kind of a group of people that have really kind of helped you into the fandom have, you know i've helped you out of been good good support networks both from a fan standpoint from a personal standpoint do you want to give a shout out or maybe just talk a little bit about you know kind of what wild twitter or what the twitter community and the lgbt hockey community means to you yeah sure um well basically how i got on to hockey twitter like i saw a tweet about joining a wild chat and on impulse i like it was like one of those things like reply if you want to be added yeah like on impulse mm -hmm. like usually i don't do that stuff i was like 
Yeah, I, I want to be in a group chat about the wild. I like the wild. I want to be in a group chat. I want to talk to other people because, like, my mom, like, every time a hockey game's on, she's like, I'll only watch if you, like, rub my back. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> my dad will watch it, but he'll watch it with me. Um, so I was like, I want to be able to talk to other people other than, like, my parents about hockey. And so I replied and I got added and I got introduced to this whole community and it was mm-hmm. really cool and I have met a whole lot of cool people some who are the straights and some <laughs> who are part of the LGBT community and it's just like it's all like really diverse mm-hmm. and it's just really cool like it's yeah, we, we've talked about before, like, eventually having a big group of us. I, I don't know what it would be at or, or, like, what type of event, but it seems like Wild Twitter, like, a lot of us, it'd be fun to meet with everyone, you know? Just get in person, get to know everyone, and, and it seems like that, that group chat's kind of remind, remind, reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that's how this podcast started. I just reached out to these two guys. I said, hey, you guys yeah. want to start a podcast? They're like, mm-hmm. the fuck? We don't know you, but sure, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> right. And, oh, then, yeah. and here we are yeah. a year later uh, talking mm-hmm. to Aspen about very important uh, conversations. Is there anything wild specific that you just like feel the need to get off your chest? Maybe something that got heated in the group chat. Maybe you want to rant about Kaprizov. We like to give our guests the opportunity <laughs> to rant about the wild because that is the Brett and Zeke specialty is to go on tangented rants. Um, so Aspen, if you would like to do a tangented rant, the floor is yours. Um, I'm not very good at ranting. I lose my uh, train of thought. That's like, good. Quick into the point. Um, <laughs> like I don't even have a train of thought. It's not, it's not a train. It's not, it doesn't go along one set of tracks. It's a pinball machine. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> all over the place so like i can't really rant but i can just be like the caprizov and you can interpret that as you will oh man i mean that's i don't know you're opening a can of worms you don't uh, that's dangerous because <laughs> that can go in yeah, any direction so well, okay. 15 minutes let's go this way are you worried about kareel not signing or do you are you pretty even keel about it even keel if it happens it happens no. if it happens if it happens if it happens it happens it if will it happen. doesn't happen, then I might curl up into a ball and cry for a little bit, and then after that, I'll get over it. <laughs> there you go. See, this is this is the this attitude is that we all need. Yep. But yeah, I, I think we would. I think we would all kind of curl up and cry for a little bit, and then be like, <laughs> "All right, what's next? Let's move on." <laughs> It'd be a... we, we didn't sign a really good player. It's, it's happened before. It'll happen again. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. It will happen again at some point. Like there will be some day. I, it won't be this year. But I, there will come a day when the Wild don't re-sign Kirill Kaprizov. Oh, uh, we don't. We don't. Uh, yeah, I might might cry alive <laughs> on the podcast. So. That that'll be a dark day, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it'll hey, be, no, maybe we, it'll be a we, mutual we, thing. I don't know. We like but, to but be. If he, uh, if he brings us this, here, so. yeah. <laughs> if he we brings us a Stanley Cup though in his window, that that would make it a little easier, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, please. So I don't know if I asked you this at the top because like your like your mind mind jumbles all over the place and I forget what I asked. But do you have like a favorite? I mean, it's been a short amount of time, but like a favorite moment, like like a favorite wild game or a favorite wild Twitter moment or something that just like really clicked for you that was like, oh, this is a really cool moment for me as as a fan. Um. Well, 
this would probably be like the dumb dumb answer but i thought it was really cool watching Karel score that first hat trick mm-hmm. you know it was kind oh, of yeah. that yes. he did get Again. that third goal as an empty net goal yeah you know? Well, and see, I think the best thing about the Kaprizov hat trick goal was the way Lapana like did the play by play. Like, Surprise. if you weren't watching, I think you kind of would have thought that Zuccarello scored it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, like exactly. you didn't really hear Kaprizov, and like, because I remember I was watching it downstairs, and I'm kind of like looking around at my parents, like, I think that's a Kaprizov hat trick. And like, I'm in, I'm like, I'm in the group chat, like, guys, yeah, I just did the thing. <laughs> The thing with the hats. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it was really funny because it was like it happened so quickly. Yeah, man, he was just kind of like, oh, and he scored again. Who did? Mm-hmm. Who scored, Anthony? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you get to call this man's first career professional hat trick, and we don't even know for sure if it was him. Mm. Anthony, I need to know who is he. Yeah. <laughs> Although we will say he did give us a quite the uh, audio clip for our intro that is will oh, probably yeah. never be removed. It oh, just yeah. perfectly fits. We d- we do love the call of that uh, first ever goal when Wild mm-hmm. Twitter lost its collective mind. Exploded, exploded. That was uh that was a- a- Aaron's entrance to Wild Twitter was just um faints. Oh yeah, I just remember <laughs> yeah, that. I that. Yeah. that was I-, I don't think that debut could have gone much better than no. it did. <laughs> no, <laughs> just- that's great. It was it was just peak Minnesota sports. It's like, oh well, we get the rookie here, and everyone was excited. But then they blew the lead, and everyone was all mad. And in the wilds, mentions like being mad at the Twitter oh, yeah. admin because they're the ones playing the game. And then all of a sudden, Curl wins in overtime. And then like, it was the tweet or something along the lines of, um, "Some of you owe us an apology." And I was like, "Yes." Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so. Aspen, heading into this season, what are you most excited about for the Wild? Do you have any anything fun planned, any any games that you're planning to go with, any of your Wild Twitter groups or anything like that? Or what's kind of you, you're most looking forward to about the upcoming season and, and year two of your Minnesota Wild fandom? Um, well, I really want to go to a game. And, you know, it would be kind of cool to, like, meet up with some of my friends there. Um. But I think the most exciting thing is to, like, to kind of, like, go into the season knowing more than I did yeah. before. Mm-hmm. You know, I know all this stuff now. I yeah, feel you've, like. Yeah, you've, you've, got, you've got the year of watching under, under the belt. You know what you're looking for. And I didn't even think about, like, you haven't had really the opportunity to go to a game yet. Well, hopefully you can get down to the X yeah. this year with some friends and, and catch a game because it is uh, – mm-hmm. It it is I I don't say it ironically the XL Energy Center is without a doubt my happy place like when I am there all mm-hmm. the worries go away for three hours yeah. nothing matters I'm here right I'm watching the wild <laughs> listening the goal horn eating the mini donuts touring the hockey lodge mm-hmm. Ooh, mini donuts man those are those are dangerous because when I see that stand I got to eat at least two bags the second I see <laughs> so, so good and now we're in state fair season too so they're oh, they're, they're oh, back yes. uh, back amongst Oof. us. But let's also hope that we can. Uh, I mean, it was fun going to a game last year when, when uh, with the limited capacity. But if if some, you know, I'm not sure how it'll look like. But uh, full capacity. There's nothing like a full capacity arena game. It's just mm-hmm. the energy is so much fun. Yeah, like that's Kar- another thing I hope comes Kirill, back. Soon. Kirill Kaprizov has yet to score 
a home goal in front of 18,000 people. Like, we still haven't heard what that eruption sounds like yet. Everyone's going to go nuts. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I I was lucky enough. I have a friend who's a season ticket holder. I got to go to two games and just, like – like the energy that three thousand people were bringing to those buildings mm-hmm. were like, yeah. And Zeke went to like the best game of the year too, so like, yeah, he did. The, well, the best thing about the best thing about that, I mean, you know, I tweeted this. I was looking a couple of days ago, but the, you know, there was people were, you know, we were all complaining about the refs, and it was, you know, the refs you suck chant, and it was, it was so awesome because, like you mentioned, Brett, it was three thousand people, but it felt like you know the place was full. Like you're in there, you don't, you, I, you just don't notice that, you know, the half the rank was full, and and uh, I, I know I was. I was being kind of emotional that night, but I said, this is a dream come true in all caps. And, you know, he scored that tying goal. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's, it's a fantastic time there. Perth, no doubt. All right. Well, uh, Aspen, thank you so much for Mm -hmm. coming on with us, giving your perspective, sharing your story um, in front of all of our listeners. That takes a lot of guts, um, but we really do appreciate it. And, And just, you know, again, just getting, getting to hear, about things from a different perspective and to learn and to continue these conversations. Um, as I do with these other guys, I always give them the opportunity for final thoughts. Is there anything that you have that you just want to get off or anyone you want to thank or anything you want to pitch or get get hyped for, anything like that? <laughs> I, I don't think so. All right. Well, I mean, uh, no, go ahead. If I did, I wouldn't know. All right. No problem. <laughs> Zeke, Justin, gentlemen, any uh, fi- final thoughts? It's been kind of a, a dead week mm-hmm. uh, in terms of news, so nothing too too crazy to discuss but any yeah. uh, any final thoughts here before we wrap up i just want to give aspen a thanks for coming on the show it's been a uh, good meeting you and uh i also want to it's been a slow week but maybe not so much prospect wise i, I feel like That's i gotta true. give a shout out to uh the the prospects page to help run one of the mm-hmm. videos that i posted ended up in one of russell's articles we get we've gained like 300 followers but anyways it's it's been fun Subtle watching flex. guys like Rossi and who's Nadine of come back from injury and do as well as they've done. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just things are starting to ramp up prospect wise and it's just going to continue into the wild season. It's just exciting time the next couple months and beyond. Yep. Yeah. Sh- sh- shame on me for forgetting about Rossi and who's Nadine off uh, and their, <laughs> and their returns and who's Nadine off just lighting the KHL on fire. Uh, I think it yeah. was that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's remember that uh, Lambos also signed his entry yep. level contract, and then Wallstead has had a couple uh, good preseason starts as well. So, yeah, Lulia is like dominating everybody right yeah. now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they played a second tier team yesterday, but yeah, they've they've been smacking some teams around a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> Zeke. Yeah, well, I just have one last question for you, Aspen. Is that a uh, Stranger Things poster up in your wall right there? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Season four, 2022. Excited. I feel Fine. like like your aesthetic. Like if, if we stuck you in Stranger Things, you like would we? No one would even notice. Like you would blend in so perfectly with that cast and those people. Like, are you a huge Stranger Things fan? <laughs> I didn't know you were. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I was talking to you. <laughs> Yeah, I love Stranger Things. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like you could Sweet. like perfectly fit in with like that group, like those groups of kids, and like you wouldn't even yeah. miss a beat. They've got that kind of that same quirkiness and mm-hmm. oh, like, yeah. sense of humor and all that. All right. Dead before the the, the second episode, <laughs> but thank you. Hey, as long as you avoid the upside down. Right. I 
I could not avoid the ups and downs. I would walk right into it without realizing. That's probably, that's probably fair. <laughs> Too busy watching the Kirill highlight on your phone, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a good place to uh, to wrap up and, and on a positive note. Aspen, why don't you let uh, everyone know uh, where they can find you on Twitter if they want to give you a follow and uh, s- see what you're up to. Oh, yeah, that's that's probably a good idea. My uh, handle is Aspen the Saspen because I'm not original. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I tweet about Kirill and Anthony Sorelli and Fabian Liesel and a bunch of random shit. So, I mean, you could follow me. I wouldn't recommend it though. <laughs> but thank you. If you like interesting hockey so about about cool players, I'd go for it. I'd do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. It's just shit posts. Honestly. Hey, uh, have you seen the Sound of Foghorn official Instagram page? All we do is post memes <laughs> and shit posts. Like we love oh, that yeah. crap. Two peas in the pod. <laughs> exactly. That's why. That's why you made a great guest for us. Uh, Justin, uh, yeah. where can everyone find you, your work, and keep up with the prospects? You can find me at DEs2004. You can find me at CapriceFC with the CapriceF Countdown. And you can find me at MNW Prospects with Wild Prospects and Young Players. All right. And Zeke? Oh, well, as usual, you can find me on Twitter at uh, ZVWildNation underscore HW. And you can also find my uh, written work at HockeyRealist.com. I'll have a couple of the uh, top 25 under 25 pieces coming out here in the next couple of weeks. So be sure to give that a look when it's out. Looking forward to that. Uh before I uh, sign off, the three of us uh, do plan to be out at uh, Kowalski's in Shoreview on Monday evening at the Russo LaPana podcast. So if uh, hope hope to meet some of you there and and put some names to faces and maybe b- bump some fists or shake some hands, whatever is uh, comfortable for you or uh, uh, a respectful bow or what have you. But uh, all three of us plan to be there, and uh, we we look forward to hopefully meeting a bunch of you there uh, on Monday night out at uh, Kowalski's in Shoreview. Um, but, uh, to sign off, as always, you can find me on Twitter, Brett Marshall at B underscore Marsh 92. You can follow the podcast account as well at sound the foghorn, all one word, both on Twitter and Instagram. One more big thank you to our guest Aspen for giving some great insight today, uh, for being an awesome second guest on, on the second part of expanding the wild. Um, just giving us some great insight into, Um, hockey and its relationship with the LGBT community. So thanks again, Aspen. But until next week, uh, thank you for listening. And this has been another episode of...